Hi, I'm Sam Hawley. This is ABC News Daily. It's the first parliamentary sitting day for the Albanese government. But in recent days, there's also been attention on the dying hours of Scott Morrison's leadership. We now know, as we were casting our ballots, the government was scrambling to get news out about an asylum seeker boat arrival. Today, the ABC's political editor, Andrew Proben, on how and why the long-standing convention to keep on-water operations secret was broken. Andrew Proben, I want you to take me back to election day, the 21st of May. Scott Morrison, he's holding a press conference or a doorstop after he's cast his ballot paper. You would have been watching that. Yeah, I was watching. I was actually preparing for election night. So I was sitting in the um, Sydney hotel room watching that and mm-hmm. it was pretty standard. It started off um, in a very familiar like pattern. There he was and in Lily Pilly like in his home electorate of Cook um, in the Shire. Our family life and for Abby and Lily who started school here a few years ago now was talking about how he loved his community, how he'd found uh, a great honour in serving Australia. He was asked about how he was feeling. And then um, there was this question completely out of the blue. Mm, what was that? Well, the, the, the question, he, he, he turned to a reporter from Channel 7. He said, Jen. Jen. And Jen spoke up and said uh, she, that reports had dropped just now that a vessel had been intercepted in an attempt to enter Australia from Sri Lanka. What's your response to that? Now, what's curious about that is that there hadn't been any reports about a vessel, or no reports that I'm aware of, of any vessel uh, entering into Australian waters. But uh, Scott Morrison, the man who came to fame nationally as the man who stopped the boats, very quick to confirm that that indeed had been the case. There has been an interception of a vessel en route to Australia. Um, then he turned that, that into very much a political message. To stop this boat, but in, in, in order for me to be there to stop those that may come from here, you need to vote Liberal and Nationals today. And so and very quickly, something that was very much an on-water matter, which became a phrase that we all got used to, Sam, all those years ago, that old uh, saying was out the window. People even started receiving text messages about this boat. Yes, we don't know how many people got um, this text message, but uh, there were um, thousands and thousands of Australians all across the nation, um, uh, particularly in some of those really tight marginal seats, uh, who did get this text message, not only uh, announcing the fact that a a boat had been intercepted, but also uh, commending a, a vote for the Liberal and Nationals Party. So, Andrew, I need you now to unpack this for me. What was happening in the background? Well, we now know a lot more about what had happened behind the scenes, and we know that because Mike Pizzullo, the Secretary of Home Affairs, was ordered to do an investigation. Now, his report landed uh, late on, on Friday afternoon, last Friday, 
it is a really, really fascinating report insofar as it does look at the political history of boat arrivals, but then there's an attachment, attachment A, and it, it talks of the chronology, and you can see what a frantic couple of hours there were just before the Prime Minister was fielding a question on this boat. Okay, so take us through the chronology that's laid out in this report. It begins about 10 past 11 when the secretary, Mike Pizzullo, who is a very, very experienced uh, bureaucrat, he served at high levels for both the coalition governments and also for Labor. He directs the, his, his own department to keep an eye out for any chatter on social media or worse, he says, any leaks to the media. It could become a very late election issue. Now, Within the hour, just shortly before midday that day, the Minister for Home Affairs uh, office contacts the department and tells them that the Prime Minister wants a statement interesting in and of itself because, remember, these sorts of operations are usually um, tightly held and, and largely kept secret. So the Prime Minister, he wants a statement issued about this boat uh, about the arrival of this boat to make it public. So does the department do that? Uh, within half an hour or so, 35 minutes, a, a draft statement is produced by the uh, the office and sent back to the Home Affairs uh, Minister saying that a, a vessel has been intercepted and giving some very basic information. And this is where the, the heat really comes big time on the department. Mm -hmm. First of all, the minister's office wants to beef up the statement. It wants to say that uh, a vessel has been intercepted in a likely attempt to illegally enter Australia from Sri Lanka. So illegally and Sri Lanka were both not used in the original statement. Mm -hmm. That's the first change. And then it's about when are they going to actually publish it? The minister's office clearly knows that the prime minister is about to get up at one o'clock, um, but they're running down the clock here. It's only 15 minutes to go. The poor person in the department was getting harangued by someone in uh, Home Affairs Karen Andrews' office saying, where, where is this statement? Then there's a, uh, there's a, a text exchange that the, the chronology goes through. It says, is it live? Is it live? The PM is speaking. A lot of people are furious. This is all happening uh, just before 1.03pm. Three minutes later comes the question from a Channel 7 journalist. Jen, Jen. just dropped now that a, a, a vessel has been intercepted in an attempt to illegally enter Australia from Sri Lanka. What now, what's interesting here, of course, is that this statement hasn't been issued. There are no reports. In fact, the statement only appeared on the website at 109 p.m. Just remind me, how does the journalist know about this boat? Well, clearly the journalist has been tipped off by someone in the know, either by the Prime Minister's office or the Minister's office. Okay, so in essence, this was the final act of the Morrison government. Has Scott Morrison had anything to say about this and what about the, the former minister, Karen Andrews? 
Well, Karen Andrews has spoken about it. She could not uh, avoid speaking about it because she had an engagement, uh, a media engagement on the Saturday. Now, she says that there were no conventions broken. Uh, I asked the department to lawfully put out a statement, and actually it wasn't the department, it was the head of operation uh, Sovereign Borders. And I asked clearly for the statement to be put out in a very situational uh, awareness type of report. So it really just stuck to the facts. It just needed to be brief. It was just needed to be put out there so that it was Scott clear. Morrison has said that nothing because uh, uh, he is uh, an ex-Prime Minister. He is uh, he's keeping his uh, head down largely. But what the report does show is an op-ed that Scott Morrison, who was then Immigration Minister, in, the, in January 2014, so this is eight and a half years ago, where he's writing in the Daily Telegraph and he says, we're not going to reveal the posture of our border protection assets at sea by revealing the time, place and intercepting vessel as the previous government did, nor are we going to run a shipping news service for smugglers to use government information as proof of voyages. So dripping in politics, uh, both that op-ed from Scott Morrison, but also the inclusion of it in Mike Pizzullo's report. Mm, And what about the department? It was clearly pressured. What does the report find there? Well, this is Mike Pizzullo, um, the secretary, in effect reporting on the activities of his own department. So, you know, be that as it may, but he he clears um, his own department. Uh, Mike Pizzullo says from the start he was anxious about there being amplification, as he puts it, of the political nature of this event. He also makes some uh, recommendations about caretaker conventions, suggesting that perhaps sensitive information that's potentially politically significant, and I'm quoting here, should not be released publicly during the caretaker period unless a threat to life exists or some other urgency concerning public safety and security is involved. Now, Anthony Albanese is not saying whether that he will accept that advice, but um, it sounds like pretty good advice to me. Mm-hmm. But the events on Election Day relating to this boat arrival, we know the background now, we know the frenzy that was going on behind the scenes, but it didn't change the election result, did it? No, it didn't. But but why should we care? Well, this was an act um, by uh, effectively a Prime Minister who, as a minister, made great virtue of the necessity for secrecy. For him to abandon that at the 11th hour does invite questions about his motive. And uh, I think that it is very important as a, a note on history and his character that he was prepared to do that. Scott Morrison, over his years as a minister and indeed as a prime minister, had his character very much in the spotlight. This is something, an act that that seems to affirm his harshest critics, someone who was prepared to do anything to be conniving and cynical to the very end for political purposes. Andrew Proben is the ABC's political editor. Karen Andrews says she didn't know the Liberal Party campaign was planning to send political text messages to voters. Scott Morrison says he won't be attending Parliament until it sits again next month because he'll be at an event in Tokyo. 
This episode was produced and mixed by Chris Dengate. Additional production by Sydney Peed and Flint Duxfield. Our supervising producer is Stephen Smiley. I'm Sam Hawley. ABC News Daily will be back again tomorrow. You can find all of our episodes of the podcast on the ABC Listen app. To get in touch with the team, email us on abcnewsdaily at abc.net.au. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.